Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Him. Put your hands together for the Lord. It's the Lord a mighty God. Put your hands together for Him. Amen. And wave your hands and say, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For this day. For this day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For your glory. For your glory. Amen. Amen. Lift up your hands. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. And we bless your name. We give you praise. We thank you for your glory in our midst this morning. We thank you for your presence in our midst this morning. We thank you that, Lord, you are in our midst to bless us this morning, Lord. You are in our midst to heal us. You are in our midst to deliver us. You are in our midst to teach us in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we are gathered unto you this morning by your spirit. As we are gathered, our hearts and our minds are open to receive your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, give us your word this morning. Your word that will bless us this morning. Your word that will transform our lives. Your word that will propel us into achieving great things for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for this month that you have given us as a month that we are chosen for a blessing. In the name of Jesus. We are ready to receive your blessings, O Lord. Our hearts and our minds are open. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, all that are gathered unto you this morning, as they look up to you, may their faces be enlightened in the name of Jesus Christ. May they never be put to shame in the name of Jesus. As your word comes to us this morning, cause your word to produce in us what it talks about in the name of Jesus. Cause your word to bring into reality that which you have purpose for our lives in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning, Lord, and we give you glory. For we know that you are here to glorify us. We know that you are here to uplift us. We know that you are here to cause the supernatural to happen in our lives. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, 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 amen. 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 You may be seated in heavenly places. Amen. Amen. You are all welcome this morning to today's anointing service. It's a special day this morning because it is a blessing Sunday. I say it's a blessing Sunday. Amen. 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 It is not just an ordinary Sunday, but it is a Sunday that God has chosen to bless us specially. And so whatever your desire is this morning, whatever your expectations are this morning, I stand here to tell you by the Spirit of the Lord, that God will give whatever you desire this morning to you. Because today is a blessing Sunday. And so I urge you to be active. Don't be sleepy. Because 
The Lord is in our midst and He's blessing His children. Don't let him pass you by. He's giving everybody's blessings into his hands this morning. And so as we shout, you must shout. If we shout amen, you must respond amen. 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 Because that is your faith towards the word of God. It is how you are responding to the word of God. The Bible says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Something that you are hoping for that you have not seen, but believing in your heart that you have it, that is your faith. That is your response to the word of God. And so how you respond to the word of God this morning is going to show how you are positioning yourself to receive the blessing of God this morning. And so position yourself rightly this morning. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. My Evelyn, God bless you. Today is Mother's Day. So I was expecting that you carry it through. Because it's a special day for our mothers. God bless all mothers this morning. On this note, I welcome all of you to this morning's anointing service once again. And on behalf of my father, the bishop, I welcome all of you specially. He sends his special greetings to all of you. And he is here with us. Though you do not see him physically, but he is here with us. Because the words that I am giving you, those are the words that he has prepared for you this morning. The words that the Holy Spirit has given him for you this morning. And so he is the one speaking to you this morning. And so prepare yourself this morning. It's a blessing Sunday. The blessings of God is going to rain upon us this morning. And so be ready. Don't just be here looking at things. Don't just be an observer. Participate in whatever happens here this morning. It is in your participation that you are positioning yourself to receive the blessings of God this morning. Amen. Amen. So our Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity that you have given us. We appreciate it highly. We are most grateful, sir. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. This morning, the topic that our Father has given us, the team 
for the word this morning is positioning yourself for the blessings of God. Positioning yourself for the blessing of God this Amen. Amen. That is why I am urging you to be highly alert this morning. The blessings of God do not come when you are asleep. You must be very active. You must be very active. So that when the Lord visits you this morning, you are aware that the Lord has visited me. That you'll be aware of it. Now we need that not when we have finished people are jubilating for receiving the blessings of God and you'll be like oh the Lord was in our midst and I never knew he is in our midst Amen. amen so positioning yourself for the blessings of God this morning it is our prayer and our hope this morning that you have an understanding of what it takes to be positioned for the blessing of God. Amen. Amen. God has chosen us to bless us this this month. It is a month for blessings. But if you are not rightly positioned, you will miss your blessings. You will be at the wrong place at the right time. And at the right time, you will not be at the right place. And it will cost you to miss your blessings. But this morning, by the help of the Holy Spirit, by the time you live here, you will be rightly positioned for the blessing of God. And when the blessing of God comes, it will not pass you by. And nobody will supplant you and take the blessing from you. Like how Jacob took the blessings of Esau from him. Because Esau was not rightly positioned. But that shall not be your story. Amen. Amen. To be rightly positioned for the blessing of God means that you know what it is to receive the blessing of God. You know the conditions on which the blessings of God hinge. And you know how to maintain the blessing when it comes. There are some people they become very rich at a tender age. And because of that, the blessing or the riches ends up killing them. The blessing of God, the blessing that they have received ends up killing them. Because they were not ready. And so when the riches and the blessings came, it overwhelmed them and they mismanaged it and it killed them. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 and 2. Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2. 
And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. He says, And it shall come to pass this day. It shall come to pass. If and only if you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God. That is the condition. He said, yes, the blessing will come to pass. Only if you will listen to the voice of the Lord thy God. And observe to do all the commandments that I command you this day. And if you do this, he says the Lord will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. And these blessings shall come on thee. And they shall overtake you. If only and only if you hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. That is the condition. That you hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. That you hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. Why is it so important? That you must hearken to the voice of the Lord. Amen. Amen. In Proverbs chapter 4. From verse 20. He says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. He says, My son, attend to my words. And incline your ears unto my sayings. My son, attend to my words. Listen to me. Incline your ears unto my saying. God requires you to hearken to him. Because he knows there are so many voices in the world. And Solomon also writes to his son. Solomon That my son. My son. Attend to me. It's like you having a conversation with your son or your daughter in the house. Talking to your little child in the house. And then your child is on the phone. He or she is not looking at you and not listening to you. You are speaking. You are speaking. And the child is on the phone. Pressing the phone. And so you mention the child's name. I'm talking to you. Listen to me. At this point, Kweku's attention is divided. And so you are calling Kweku's attention. 
That is why God says we should hearken unto his voice. Because he knows that there are a lot of voices that are clamoring for attention. A lot of voices are speaking into our hearing. But it is only the voice of God that we must listen to. It is only the voice of God that we must hearken to. And so he says, these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if only you hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Is somebody ready to listen to the voice of God this morning? Because this is the month of choosing for blessings. The Bible says, many are called, but few are chosen. He has chosen us for blessing this man. And today's Sunday is the blessing, is the Sunday of blessing. And so by the word of God, I am positioning you for the blessing of God. And so be in the position to be positioned. Genesis chapter 12 verse 2 and 3. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And curse him that cursed thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. This is God speaking to Abraham. He says, I will make you a great nation. At that time, Abraham had no child. But God was telling him, I will make you a great nation. Before then, before these promises came to him, God had told him to lead the land of his father to a place where he will show him. And the condition was that Abraham must lead that land. And so when he left the land, then God began to tell him that I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you will be a blessing. And whoever blesses you, I will bless him. And whoever dares curse you, I will curse him. Amen. And so Abraham positioned himself rightly. And so when the blessings of God began to manifest, he was ready for it. Are you ready for the blessings? Be ready. And so as we are talking about how to position yourself for the blessings of God, it is important for us to note certain things about the blessing of God. That one, God is the author and source of the blessing. God. He is the author and the source of the blessing. That every blessing emanates from God. Genesis 1 verse 28. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it 
and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living creature that moveth upon the earth. When God created man, the Bible says God blessed them. Bible says, He blessed them. And he said unto them, Be fruitful. Multiply. And replenish the earth. And subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea. Over the birds of the earth. And over every living creature that moves upon the face of the earth. So one, God is the source of the blessing. It is God that blesses. The blessing comes from God. And so when God blesses you, you are blessed indeed. When he blesses you, you are blessed indeed. And he has chosen to bless us this morning. And you will be a blessing indeed. Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 7 verse 12. Saying, Amen. Blessings and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. It says, Blessing. Blessing. Blessing is of God. He is the source of everything. And so if he has chosen to bless you, he will bless you indeed. Just be ready for it. And play your side. Which is to hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. To listen to him. Two, God created man with a decree of the blessing. And so when God created man, and he blessed them, blessing became inherent in man. Man had a component of him that was made up of blessing. So when God created man, there was a decree of blessing in man. He deposited blessings in man. That is why man is able to bless. Amen. Amen. Because God has deposited blessings in man. That is why he is able to bless. Because you cannot give what you do not have. It is that which you have that you are able to give. And so you are able to say God bless you. Because God has put blessings in you. Just like your human body is made up of water. Made up of blood. And all other things. Spiritually you are made up of blessings. That is why you are able to bless. Amen. Amen. Genesis, Genesis chapter 9 verse 1 and 2. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth 
and upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moveth upon the earth, and upon all the fishes of the sea, into your hand are they delivered. Now, when God created man, the Bible says God blessed them. Bible says, and he said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. When he got to Noah and his sons, the Bible says God blessed them. And he said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. And so the blessing of God comes in fruitfulness. It comes in fruitfulness. That is the blessing of God. That is why God told him, He said, I will make you a great nation. At that time, it was Abraham and the wife. How can two people make up a nation? Even a village crowd, they will not make. Two people. But God says, I will make you a great nation. Amen. Amen. Because God has put fruitfulness in him. And the ability to multiply he had deposited in him. And so when God blesses you, he makes you fruitful. And he causes everything that your hand touches to multiply. And you see, God's multiplication it is very strange. Physically, when you multiply two and two, it makes four. So when you multiply, you are able to get the numbers right. But when it comes to the multiplication of God, you are unable to get the numbers right. He says, one, Shall chase a thousand. And two will put ten thousand to flight. If one is chasing thousand, then it presupposes that two will chase two thousand. Because my strength is thousand. And your strength is thousand. Put together, we chase two. But he says one of you will chase a thousand. And when the two of you come together, you put ten thousand to fly. Is this not beyond imagination? So that is why he says, be fruitful. Multiply. Amen. Amen. And so when God chooses to bless you, makes you fruitful. And it causes everything that concerns you to multiply. Look at Job. The servant of God. The Bible says he was the greatest in the east. And after he had lost everything, the Bible says God gave it to him back in multiple folds. 
Because he had lost everything. And so in the natural sense, if there is anything he would have back, is to regain his health. Now at this point he has lost all his children. All his possessions he has lost it. But not only did God give him back his health, he multiplied everything that he lost. And so if you have lost anything this morning, if there is anything that is lost in your life, that today God has chosen to bless you. And by the word of God, I am positioning you for this blessing. Be ready. It is coming in multiple folds. And I'm going to tell you as I continue how to maintain this blessing. Because if you are not told, you are not taught how to maintain it. Yes, you will see the blessing. It will come. Tangibly, you can feel it. But if you are not you don't have the right attitude. You don't have what it takes to maintain this blessing. You will lose it again. Now we are talking about the things to note about the blessings of God. One, we said God is the source of the blessing. And then two, we said when God created man, he put a decree of the blessing in man. There was a deposit of blessing in man. Three, God established conditions for the activation of the blessing. So yes, the blessing is there. But it is not automatic. It is not automatic. There are conditions that you must equally satisfy to activate this blessing. Now, when you are signing a contract with somebody, there are conditions of the contract. There are conditions that party A would have to fulfill and there are conditions that party B would have to fulfill so that that contract becomes valid. The same vein, the blessing of God there are conditions that you must also fulfill to activate this blessing. As for God, he has made his part. He has made the blessings available. And what are some of these conditions? We read in Deuteronomy chapter 28 from verse 1. It says, And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. To observe and to do 
all these commandments which I command you this day that the Lord thy God will set you on high above all nations and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And so one of the conditions is that you must listen to the voice of the Lord thy God. In Joshua, it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt be careful to meditate upon it day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according as it is written therein. Then you will make your way prosper. And you shall have good success. And so it is very important that you know the conditions upon which God's blessings are built. That you must listen to the voice of the Lord thy God. There are many voices. But only you have to listen to the voice of God. And so like Solomon. Solomon that called out to his son. That my son. Attend to my words. Incline your ears unto my saying. I'm also calling unto you this morning. The son of God, daughter of God. Pay attention to the word of God. Incline your ears unto the sayings. And keep them within your heart. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 12 verse 2 and 3. He says, and I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curse thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So there are conditions upon which God establishes his blessings. The blessings are there, but it is not automatic. This you must know that you also have a part to play. Amen. Amen. It's like going to school as a student. As for the lecturer or the teacher, teacher he will come and teach. He has done his part. But for you to pass the exam, you also would have to study your notes. The ultimate reason for you going to school is that you gain knowledge. The knowledge is there for you to gain. But you also would have to learn to gain that knowledge. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Number four. Many are unable to access the blessing of God because they are unable to subscribe to the conditions of the blessing. The condition that we looked at is is it something that is difficult? 
God did not say that go and sacrifice your son your mother or your wife in order to get this blessing. The condition is that hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. That you listen to him. That is the condition. But you see, many people are unable to to subscribe to this condition. Is it so difficult? But yes, people do it. They are unable to subscribe to it. You look at yourself as a parent. And you wonder whether you are a bad parent or you are just difficult. Because simple instruction you give to your child. The child refuses to do it. Simple instruction. When you wake up, wash the dishes. That is all. But the child is unable to do it. You see how strange it is. That is how it is when it comes to the blessing of God. It says, hearken unto his words. Listen to him. So that you get the blessing. But we are unable to do it. Yet we are expecting the blessing. Forgetting to fulfill the condition. Which is to hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Not just to hearken. But to listen diligently. The Bible says. See thou a diligent man. He will stand before kings. Not obscure men. And so you must listen and listen well. You know there are some people or even children. You are sending this child to go and buy you something. The child is listening. You give the money to the child. Off the child speaks off. The child will go and come back empty-handed and ask you what did you ask me to buy? Though the child listened to you, but the child didn't listen well. Have you been in that condition before? (laughs) That you are told to go and buy an item. You get there halfway, you have forgotten what you were asked to go and buy. And so you come back and come and ask. It means you were not listening well. Although you, there was a semblance of listening, but you were not listening well. But the condition is that you listen well to the voice of God and to do what the word says. That is the condition. He said, listen and do. And so Papa says, when you hear, you do. That is the condition for activating the blessing. Number five. 
Many people are unable to sustain their blessings because they are unable to maintain the condition that brought the blessings. You see, you got the blessing by fulfilling a condition. To maintain the blessings, you must continue to fulfill that condition. So whatever you did to achieve that blessing, to maintain that blessing, you must continue to do that. You see, that is why those who go for ritual money, it is not a one day thing. And so he goes today. And the priest will tell you. That go, the money will come. But in three months time. Come back. When you are coming. Come with this item. And so if you fail to go. He will add this to it. That if you do not come, you either become mad, you lose your child, or something else happens to you. And so in order not to lose these days, you do well to go back. And whatever he does for you again, he sets a date for you to come back. And so the condition for that is that to be able to maintain whatever riches he has given you, you have to come back all the time. And so the same way to maintain the blessing of God, the condition that brought the blessing, you must continue to live in that condition. You must continue to fulfill that blessing. Isaiah chapter 51 verse 1 and 2. It says, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord, look unto the rock whence ye was ye were hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence ye were digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. He said, Listen to me. You that follow after righteousness. You that seek the Lord. He said, Look at the rock from where I brought you. Look at the pit from where I dug you from. Look unto Abraham, Abraham, your father, and Sarah, your mother. He says, I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. And so, whatever brought the blessing, do not neglect that thing. It's like doing good to someone. I said, Papa. And then the person forgets about you. How does it feel? You see, those of us that came from the village, when you are doing something that is untoward or wayward, your mother or your father or your elder sister or brother, 
will tell you say, remember where you came from have you forgotten where you are coming from at that particular moment it brings your mind back home because he is reminding you of it's, where you came from that you were from a village that God brought you here. And so don't be living as if there is no God. So he tells you. Remember where you came from. Remember where you were when I brought you to the city. Remember where you were when God brought you up. And don't forget about the Lord. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 15 verse 15 to 17. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his field to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. This is the story of the prodigal son. For him, he grew up knowing that his father was rich. That his father had riches. But whatever the father went through to acquire that riches, he had no idea of. And so he wakes up one morning and he tells the father that father I know whatever you have belongs to us. Just give me my portion. Let me go my way. I'm sure the father might have cautioned him. But he refused to listen. And so the father divided his property and gave him what and the Bible says he went into a strange land, Bible a foreign says, land, a faraway place. And the Bible says he wasted whatever he had. See, he did not suffer to gain those things. And so he did not know what to do to maintain that. And so he lost everything. And the Bible says he began to feed with the swine. When he was with his father, there were high servants that were attending to him. And he thought it was automatic. It just came naturally. And that is the minds of some children. Your father, your mother gave birth to you. And then when growing up, your father has built a house. He has bought cars. Your mother has stores. And so the child thinks that automatically these things are mine. And so the child lives as though he is an Arabian king. He goes to school. And within one week. 
Because my money is finished. To him, there is money in the house. He didn't know or he doesn't know how you acquired that money. And so when you give him that money, because he has no idea how that money was acquired. He doesn't have any mind, any knowledge to keep that money. And so he goes and behaves like the prodigal son. And waste it. And then he will call home. But this prodigal son, there is something about him that after he had wasted everything and he was perishing with hunger, the Bible says he came to himself. His senses were awakened. He says, My father had high servants. And all these servants. They are able to eat and to spare. But I am here perishing with hunger. He said, I will go back home and go and tell my father that I have sinned against you and heaven. He said, I am not worthy to be taken as one of your children. Just take me as a hired servant. And so he went back home. He went back home. I'm bringing your mind to something. That you must know the conditions that brought the blessing. Some of us, we came to church and were praying always for job, for business, for contract. At that moment, whatever comes to us, we are faithful to give our tithe. And so God looked upon this faithfulness of yours and he blessed you with a job. He gave you a contract. contract now this business or this job or this contract has become the reason why you don't come to church. Not only that, you have forgotten about what brought that job. The tithing and your prayers and the prayer of the man of God. You have forgotten that that was the condition. That was what brought the blessing. And so now you think that the blessing came by your own will and your own power. And so you forget and you start you refuse to give your tithe. You no longer come to church. You don't pray anymore. When the church calls you, making a follow-up on you, you see the call and you just mute it. You will not call back. You will not answer the call. And some of us, some people, they will wait until they get to the state of the prodigal son. And then they will run back. Say, Papa, I am back from where I went. never be your story. And don't let that be your story. 
The Bible says God is not unrighteous to forget about you. He is not wicked to forget about your labor. And so it means forgetfulness is wickedness. So anybody that forgets is as, is as wicked as a murderer. Yes. Imagine helping somebody. You know that genuinely you have helped this person. And had it not been the help that you offered that person, that person would not be able to achieve or be where he or she is. And this person forgets about you totally. You hear the stories of some wives. He says, when my husband married me, he had nothing. Absolutely nothing. But because of our hard work, we were able to achieve this. And now my husband says he doesn't like me anymore. He said, I'm too short. I'm too fat. Forgetting that it is this same fat woman that helped you to achieve whatever you had. Don't be a wicked person. The same way, don't be wicked towards God. Forgetting about his conditions that brought the blessing. Amen. Amen. God. And we said that one, God is the source and the author of the blessings. And that God created a man with a decree of blessings. He put his blessing in man. The Bible says God blessed them. And he said unto them, Be fruitful. Multiply, replenish the earth. He blessed them with fruitfulness. With multiplication. He blessed them. So God is the source of the blessings. And when He made you, when He brought you up, He made you with a decree of that blessing. Then we have seen that God has conditions for the activation of the blessings. That the blessing of God is not automatic. He has conditions that have been established. It's just like saying you are a farmer. What makes you a farmer? Is it the mere fact that you say it with your mouth that I am a farmer? Or the fact that you have a farming land? That does not make you a farmer. What makes you a farmer is that you go and plow that land and you cultivate that land. You cultivate that land. You harvest it. 
That is what makes you the farmer. And so the fact that you have the farmland does not mean you would have maize if you do not sow maize. You cannot go and stand and look at the farmland and say, I call forth maize. It doesn't work that way. The Bible says there is a seed time and there is a harvest time. And so you must sow in order to reap. And so God has conditions that he has established for the activation of the blessing. And these conditions, you must fulfill them for the blessings to be activated. How do I explain this to you? If, if you are here and you have a national health insurance, national health insurance card, you must have that. You may have that card. card no. And go to the hospital. Now hospital. But the hospital will reject it. Now so hospital no on Not because the hospital is doing cash and carry. And yes, But because the card has expired. You would have to activate it to be able to use it. So, so the blessing is there. Because the Bible says God, when God created man, He blessed them. And so there is that decree of the blessing in you. But you must activate it. You have the NHIS card. But it has expired. You must activate it. To be able to access the health care. That is how the blessing of God is. The blessing is there. But you must do something to activate it. Those are the conditions that God has established. We have also learned that many are unable to assess this blessing because they are unable to subscribe to the condition that brings the blessing. And again, many people are unable to sustain the blessing because they are unable to maintain the condition that brought the blessing. Now, let us look at some of the conditions for attaining and maintaining the blessing of God. Amen. Amen. Number one, remaining strong in the Lord in the midst of the blessing. So the blessing is there. But to be able to maintain it in the midst of that blessing, he says you must stay strong. Job chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Job chapter 1, from verse 1. A verse after the other. Job chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. It says, There was a man in the land of Uz, whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. 
And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was seven thousand sheep and three thousand camels and five hundred yoke of oxen and five hundred she asses and a very great household so that this man was the greatest of all the men in the east. It says this man was the greatest of all the men in the east. Look at his possessions. He said he has seven sons. He had three daughters. He had 7,000 sheep. 3,000 camels. 500 yoke oxen. And 500 she asses. And a very great household. And he says he was the greatest of all the men in the east. But look at what the Bible says about him. He says he was perfect. He was upright. He feared God. And he shunned evil. Despite the fact that he had all these things. The Bible says he was upright before God. He was perfect before God. He never did evil. He feared God. And so he was strong in the Lord. In the midst of all these that God has given him. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get riches and wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. He said, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to make wealth. Remember what we read in Genesis. He said he blessed them. And then Deuteronomy chapter 28. He said these blessings shall come upon you. If you hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So now that you have listened to him. You have fulfilled the conditions and the blessings have come. He says, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. That it is He that gave you the power to make wealth. It is He God. And so you must remember Him. So how do you remember the Lord your God? You remember him by honoring him. A man you have helped before. If you will know that this person remembers me. It is when this person honors you. And so you have helped someone and put the person in a position of influence. He has everything. And then one day you are there. And then your children tell you you have a visitor. And this person comes. He hands a car key to you. That I honor you with this car. 
And then you'll be like, hey, into Okaime. And say, hey, do you remember me? That tells you that the man remembers you. Which is Nipano Okaime. So he said, remember the Lord thy God. That it is He that gave you power. Say, to make wealth. Remember Him by honoring Him. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter one verse thirty-two. It says, for the turning away of the simple shall say shall slay them. And the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. He said, the turning away of the simple shall slay them. And the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Who is a fool? The Bible says, a fool says in his heart that there is no God. And so after God has given you the power to make wealth, after God has prospered you, you say there is no God. There is no God. That I achieved this by my strength. I achieved this by my financial knowledge. Since the prosperity of the fool shall destroy him. It is that same prosperity that will destroy him. Amen. Second Chronicles 26 verse 5. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord God, made him to prosper as long as he saw the lord god he prospered he prospered david said i sought the lord david said and he heard me and he answered me as long as he sought the lord he prospered. He prospered. Amen. Amen. Daniel chapter 6 verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and in and his windows being open in his chamber towards Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three days a day, three times a day, and prayed and gave thanks before his God. As he did aforetime. The Bible says Daniel and his colleagues. Bible said Daniel They were captured and taken into a strange land. And they were made to bow before the king, the image of the king. They said they will not do that. The Bible says there was a spirit of excellence in Daniel. And so because of this, the king decided to set him over all the ministers and all the big men in the kingdom. And they did not like it. And so they wanted to find a charge against Daniel. So the Bible says, they looked around and found none. And they said, we are unable to find anything against this Daniel. Except that which concerns his God. And, and so they made a decree. And they convinced the king to sign it. 
that any man that will pray to any other god that will worship any other god apart from the image of the king he will be put to death and the king signed it. And the Bible says Daniel knew about this. When it was signed, he knew it. Because he was very close to the king. So he knew what has happened. And the Bible says, when he went home, he says, before this, he said Daniel prayed three times a day. Now, now when he got to know of this, he continued to pray three times a day to his God. Not only that, this time, he, said, he opened his window towards Jerusalem. And he prayed, he knelt down and gave thanks. So because his window was open, when he prayed, they heard his voice praying. And they went to the king. And they said, this Daniel is praying and worshipping another God apart from you. Amen. Amen. The story continues. But you see, when Daniel knew of this, if it was us today, that you have been captured and sent into a strange place, now by the grace of God, you have been in salvation clinic for some time. And so you have been taught the word of God. And so you got there and it, you said, The Lord God that I know in salvation clinic. Because of this God, I will not bow down to any graven image. And then they made a decree that nobody should pray to any other God apart from that image. If you did so, you will be fed to the lions. If it were you, would you have behaved like Daniel? The way we love our lives. Are you sure you will even be able to pray? When Daniel knew of this, Daniel went into his chamber and opened the window towards Jerusalem. And he prayed like he did before three times a day. And he gave thanks. Amen. Amen. And so in the midst of all this, Daniel was strong. And so you see, God will only bless people who are able to maintain a stability in the spiritual realm. A stability of spirituality in the midst of opportunities. Would you still be able to be a Christian? The Christian you are today. If God brought all manner of opportunities before you, you could travel at any time at will. You have money, so God has blessed you actually. 
Will you be able to maintain your stability in the midst of all these opportunities? Our father is telling us that God is only able to bless people whom he knows. He knows that they are able to maintain spiritual stability in the midst of opportunities. And so before God will empower your hands, He would have tried your heart. Before God is able to bless you financially, He would have tried your heart, your heart concerning money. When it comes to money, how is your heart? Praise him. Jesus is alive. And so that is why he will see how faithful you are and when Luna. it comes to your tithing and your giving. So before he empowers your hands, he would have tried your heart. Why? Because many people they go down spiritually the moment the blessing comes. Because the same blessing that God gave them they use that same blessing as an excuse why they are unable to worship God. Why they are unable to serve God. That is why God will first try your heart before he empowers you. Amen. Amen. So if, if your eternal life is not safe when the blessing comes, God will not give you that blessing. You know, most of the time, we do say this that God's time is the best. Especially when you are praying concerning something and the thing doesn't seem to be coming. You console yourself by saying God's time is the best. Yes, there is nothing wrong about that. But you see, that blessing or what you are praying for may not be coming not because God's time is the best. But God knows that when he gives that thing to you you will end up destroying your life with that thing. When the children of Israel left Egypt to the promised land the Bible says there was a way that was very short very very short but it says God did not carry them through the way of the Philistines which was very near peradventure they come before war and they will run back to Egypt. And so God would, God had to take them through the longer route. That they spent several decades. 
And before they arrived on the promised land, they were ready to take over every land. So if God had taken them through the way of the Philistines that was nigh, they would have come in contact with war. And immediately they will run back to Egypt. And then they will vow to Moses that we will not go again. And so that thing is not coming. Not necessarily because God's time is the best. But because God knows that when that thing comes, it will destroy you. It will destroy you. You may end up even losing your salvation. And so God will first have to try your heart and prepare you and ensure that you have that spiritual stability to be able to maintain that blessing. So that when that blessing comes, doesn't end up consuming you. Amen. Amen. Number two. We are looking at the conditions to maintain these blessings. Glorifying God, the source of the blessing, through the blessing. So God has blessed you. You must glorify God through the blessing. Knowing that God is the source of the blessing. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 9. And their seed shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them that they are the seed which the Lord hath blessed. Isaiah 42 verse 8. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, neither my praise to a graven image. You see how jealous God is when it comes to the glory that you must give him. So that which God has blessed you with, use that to glorify God. How? God has blessed you with children. Smart and intelligent children. Use them to glorify God. By allowing them to work for God. I'm not saying allowing them to become pastors. Because I know some of you parents. When your child dreams of becoming a pastor. He or she that dares not. And so I'm not saying that your child becomes a pastor. But I say glorify God by allowing you to work for God. How? By doing something in the house of God. And so God has blessed you with material things. Use that to glorify God. Knowing that he is the source of the blessing. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. You must know that God did not bless you in vain. 
There is a reason why God blessed you. He blessed you so you become a channel of blessings. And so the major assignment for which God blessed you is that you become a channel of blessing and a channel of glory to the blesser, the person that blessed you. And so whatever God blesses you with, you make that thing glorify God. And you become a channel of blessing, a channel through which God blesses people. And so God will not bless you when you are a blessing container. And so for you, all your prayer is God bless me. God give me, give me, give me. God is trying your heart. And he knows that your heart is not right. Because when he should bless you, you are not going to be a channel of blessing. You will not become a blessing to anybody. You are just going to be a container that will hold the blessings. But that is not the reason why God blessed you. Look at Job. Look at Abraham. Abraham. Look at Isaac, Jacob. When God blessed them, the Bible says they had servants. Lots of people they were taking care of. And so they became blessing to these people. Amen. Amen. Psalm 29 verse 2. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Said, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. The glory due to his name. Give it to him. Number three. Connecting others. I mean your contacts. People you know. To God through the blessing. You see, it is great that through the blessing that God has blessed you. Maybe God has put you in a position of influence. Where all you need is to pick a phone and make a call. And then somebody can be blessed. It is great to do that. But it is even greater that when God blesses you, you use that blessing to draw people to God. How will you take it? When two people, one person that comes to you to preach the word of God to you, he came, he drove in his own car, he parked there, and came down, and he preached to you. Give your life to Christ. When you give your life to Christ, says God is the one that gives you the power to make wealth. He will give you all the riches you want. He will save your life. He will go to heaven. And when he finished, he he gave you his complimentary card. Then another person comes. 
walking under the sun, sweating. Now we are sinning, feel free to know. And say, come to God. No, say, bring your change. Give your life to Christ. For whom are you? He will save your soul. Obe Joe Crankwa. Go to heaven. Obe Koswa. He will bless you. Obe Shirao. Which of these two people will you listen to? Now, the one that came first with his own car. You have seen the blessing. And he's telling you that when you come, God will bless you. Will you sit there? Amen. Amen. And so God blesses you. So that you connect people, the people you know, to Him. That is the reason for the blessing. Yes, it's a great thing to use that blessing. You pay fees for people. Take them to go and learn trade. You send them abroad. You do all manner of things. It is very beautiful. But at the end of the day, if their souls are not saved, what is the profit in it? But it becomes more profitable when that blessing that God has blessed you, you use that to connect people to God. Imagine seeing a street boy or a street girl. And then you call this person. Now what friend? You ask her, you ask him, what do you do? Where do you come from? And, and, you, see, and you see that this person has nothing. Even what to eat is a problem. And so you give the person food to eat. You have taken the person to go and learn trade. And you tell the person, every Sunday we are going to church. Do you think this person will abandon the trade he or she is learning because of church? No. He or she will even run to church. Praise him. Jesus is and alive. so use that blessing to connect others to God. He blessed you so you become a connection between him and the other people. Genesis chapter 18 verse 19. Look at the testimony of God concerning Abraham. He said, for I know him that he will command his children that is his family and his household meaning every other person in his house and every other thing in his house that is his household and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. I know Abraham. He will command his children and his household. Can God say this about you? That I know you. That you will command your children and your household. Can God testify about you this way? But this is what God expects of us. Look at Job. 
One time when God was having a meeting with his children. And then Satan was hovering around. And God asked him. He said, hey my man. Have you, he said, where have you been? He said, I have been roaming the earth to and fro. And he said, have you considered my servant Job? In other words, have you seen how Job is doing well? Have you seen how Job loves me? Have you seen how he serves me? And Satan laughed and shook his head. He said, you don't know. You think he serves you just for nothing? It is because of the hedge you have made around him. That is why he's serving you. You, if you like, take it off and see. And God says, I know Job. I know him. I know him. He said, if you like, Take everything away from him. Just don't touch his soul. And Job will still be faithful to him. And we saw the faithfulness of Job. Amen. Amen. 1 Kings chapter 8, chapter 10, verse 8. It said, Happy are thy men, happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee, and that hear thy wisdom. Happy are your can, can God say to you that happy are your children? Because they hear you speak his word to them. Because they hear you speak your word to them. God wants to bless you. So that your loved ones and those connected to you will come to the knowledge of God. So God wants to use the blessing that he has blessed you to cause people to come to his knowledge, saving knowledge. So that at your workplace, he has made you a man and a woman of influence. So that when you speak, they listen to you. He, he made you so, so that you can draw people to him. To come to his saving knowledge. The, the best you can do for the creature is to connect him to the creator. You need an evangelistic heart to do this. And so in all the blessings that God has blessed you, you must know that in the midst of this blessing, the main reason behind the blessing is so that you use the blessing to draw people to God. God wants to bless you to the point where you can disciple generations to God. And God wants you to be an existing channel of blessing through which 
he pours his blessing. Like Abraham. Abraham. God says, I will make you great. A great nation. He says, I will bless you. And make your name great. And whoever blesses you, I will bless. So God wants to make you that channel of blessing. Through whom God will bless others. Job chapter 29 verse 11 to 12. He said, when the ear heard me, then it blessed me. And when the eye saw me, it gave witness to me. Because I delivered the poor that cried, and the fatherless, and him that had none to help him. This was Job. This was what he did continually. He said he delivered the poor. That cried. The fatherless that had no father, who had nobody to help, he helped them. He helped them. And you see, there is blessing in giving than receiving. It is more blessed to give than to receive. That's what the Bible says in Acts chapter 20 verse 35. It is more blessed to give than to receive. There is something higher than being blessed. It is for you to be a blessing. Not just for you to be blessed. But for you to be a blessing. God is looking for people who will distribute his blessing. So that he can bless them. Not people who will hurt the blessing. You see, you make a living by what you earn. But you make impact by what you give. Your impact is in what you give. Not what you earn. You may earn so much. But you will not have impact on anybody. Because you have not position yourself to be a channel of blessing. Amen. Amen. And so position yourself rightly. That God's blessing is there. But you must activate this blessing. If you are ready to be a blessing, you will never beg for blessing. Because once you are ready to be a blessing, so why God will bless you. Because He knows that when He blesses you, you will command your children and your household. And you will lead them in the way that is right. Amen. Amen. And one of the conditions to maintain the blessing is that you must be addicted to instruction and direction. Amen. Amen. When you take instruction, 
The instruction gives you direction. And it causes you to maintain that blessing. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. He said, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. That was the instruction. He says, get thee out of the land of thy fathers. Get thee out of thy country from amongst thy kindred and go to a place where I will show you. And he said, when you do this, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. That is Genesis chapter 12. Let's go to the chapter 13 verse 2. He says, and, and Abraham was very rich in cattle. Abraham In silver and in gold. Right after the instruction in chapter 12. In the chapter 13. Abraham became very rich. Abraham In cattle and in silver and gold. So divine instruction and direction brings riches. That is only if you hearken to it. It will bring you that blessing. Like it was said in Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, that it shall come to pass that the the blessing of God will be upon you if only you hearken to his voice diligently. Amen. Amen. The distance between where you are now and your possession, what you are to possess, can be covered by instruction. Because the instruction will give you direction. So where you are standing now, where you are now, your state of being now, and where God wants to take you, where God, what God wants you to possess, you can cover that distance by instruction. Because the instruction will bring you direction. Amen. Amen. And nothing provokes the blessing of God like obedience. 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 He said, Thou shalt Meditate upon the word day and night and observe to do according as it is written therein. So then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So your obedience to the word of God provokes the blessings of God. How obedient you are will determine how blessed you will be. Amen. Amen. 
Lift up your hands towards heaven. Wave it to him and begin to bless him. Begin to bless him for the blessing that he has given you. Making you a blessing this day. Wave your hands to him and begin to bless him this morning. Today is our blessing Sunday. The Bible says, if the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. The clouds are full of rain this morning. And the blessings are ready to rain upon you this morning. Wave your hands to him and begin to bless him. Begin to worship him now. In the name of Jesus, begin to worship him. Open your mouth and begin to worship God now. In the name of Jesus, wave your hands to him and worship him. Wave your hands to him and worship him. Worship him. Worship him. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth. Wave your hands. Worship God. Worship God. The clouds have gathered. The clouds have gathered. And if the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the The clouds are ready to be empty.
seated briefly. We have been looking at the conditions of maintaining the blessing of God. Let's look at a few more and we shall pray. Have confidence in nobody and nothing but God. The Bible says, Curse be the man that put his trust in another man. Curse be the man that put his trust in another man. To maintain the blessing, you must trust in only God. You must have confidence in only God and nobody else. Genesis chapter 14 verse 22 and 23. It says, And the king of Sodom said unto Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abraham said unto the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my eye, my hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of God of heaven and earth. So Abraham knew that all that he had was from God. That God was the possessor of the heaven and the earth. And he's the only one that is able to give him his possession. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5 to 8. That says the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusted in a man, and maketh flesh his arm. And whose heart departed from the Lord. For he shall be like the heat in the desert. And shall not see when good cometh. But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness. In a salt land. And not inhabited. Don't put your trust in man. Don't put your confidence in man. Put your confidence in God. Because he is the source of the blessings. Do you know why you are not supposed to put your trust and your confidence in man? But only God. Because God is the source of the blessings. Man is the channel of the blessing. The channel could be blocked. And so the blessing can no longer move. Through. It's just like a pipe hose. pipe hose. And so your um, your sewage system in the house. You see that it gets to a time, it gets clogged. And so the sewage is unable to pass. Through. You go and call the plumber to come and check it for you. That is how it is. That the man is the channel of the blessing. God is the source of the blessing. So if you put your, 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 your confidence in man, who is the channel? And this man's heart is lifted. And because of that, that channel blocks. Your blessing ceases. And so you begin to dry up. He said, You be like the heat in the desert. He said, When good comes, you never see it. But you put your blessing, your, your, your confidence in God. The Bible says, Blessed is the man that trusted in God. He said, He shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water. He said, His leaves shall never wither. He said, He will bear fruit in season and out of season. Why? Because 
because you are by the source. Enam se ujina niya ishwani fini mubano. Your confidence is in the source. Re eshenia odi adiene bali. But if you put your confidence in man, then so sa odu re eshenia pamoa. The likelihood that man's heart be lifted. Se ni pano na kuma eyahu masua is very high. And when the heart is lifted, God will bring it up. God will bring it down. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. He said, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding. Nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. So the race is not to the swift. Don't put your trust in man because he is blessed. Seek for the source of his blessing. David said, I sought the Lord. He heard me and he answered me. He said, this poor man cried unto God. He said, he heard me and he delivered me from all my enemies. And so seek for the source of the blessing and not the blessing. When you seek for the source of the blessing, you equally become a channel of blessing. God makes you the channel of blessing. But when you are going after the blessing, the one that is blessed, that is what people say that teach a man how to fish. And you'll be fishing forever. If you, if you give man a fish, he will always come to you for the fish. And so you are the channel of the blessing. Don't put yourself in a position where man trusts in you. Because you are the channel not the source. But rather lead them to the source of the blessing. That is why God has blessed you. So that you draw men to him. You become a connector of men to God. Like Peter. Become a fisher of men. Amen. Amen. So God has blessed you. Lead men to the source of the blessing. And don't let men put themselves, their trust in you. Because when they do, the Bible says they will be cursed. It says, cursed is the man that puts his trust in man. Praise him. Jesus is alive. So look up to no other man except God. Don't put your trust in yourself. In your skill and your wisdom and your expertise. But put your trust in God. Your confidence must be in God. He said we are confident of this thing. That he that began a good work in us. Shall bring it to an expected end. Ose ya wari shemu sani ose adepa asiwo ya brabo muno odebebe wey ya pa. 
He that began a good work in us will bring it to an expected end. This is the confidence we have not in ourselves. Paul said our sufficiency is not of our own but our sufficiency is of God. Amen. Amen. So when men begin to put their trust in you, they tell you, they tell you, you are my only hope. Tell them, put your hope and your trust in God. Not me. Because there is only little that you can do. Beyond that, God will do all. And so when they begin to tell you that you are their only hope, their last hope, if I don't get what I need from you, then I'm going to die. Tell them you will not die. Put your trust in God. God will make it for you. Direct them to the source. Amen. Amen. Now you must equally, in order to maintain this blessing, you must maintain the blessing of the covenant of practice of giving. And receiving. You know, there is no blessing without giving. There is no blessing without giving. The Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. He said, Give. And it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. And so there is more blessing in giving than receiving. So we are talking about the blessing of God. Desire to be blessed and be a blessing. To be a blessing to others as well. Not to be desiring to be looking out for the people that are blessed so that you be running to them. The blessing of God is available to everybody if only you will activate your part of the bargain, you will also be blessed. And one of the conditions is the practice of giving and receiving. Genesis chapter 28 verse 20 to 22 and Jacob vowed a vow saying if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and I will give and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace then shall the Lord be my God and this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house and all that thou shalt give me I will surely give the tenth unto thee he said and all that the Lord will give me he says all that the Lord will give unto me I will surely give a tenth unto thee that is your tithe your tithe that is your, your bargaining power. Your tithe. He 
He said, if God will keep me in this way that I'm going, if God will send me and bring me back home safely, this business in which I am committing my money, if God will be with me, if God will bless it for me, that I don't run at a loss, that nobody scams me, then surely will I give a thanks Unto the Lord. All that God will give me. All that He will give me. Surely, I will give a tenth unto Him. This was the vow of Jacob. This was the vow of Jacob. When he fled his father's land, after he had supplanted his brother, this was the vow he made to God. That if God be with me, and when he was going, he went alone, without anything, without anybody, he went alone, and he made a vow to God, that if you be with me, if you give me bread to eat, you give me clothes to wear and you keep me safe that I come back to my father's house in peace then all that you will bless me with surely I'll give a thanks unto you and the bible records that when Jacob was returning from Laban's house to his father's place. He came back with children, with servants, with wives, with cattle, with goats, with sheep, and several of them. And he also kept his promise by giving tithes unto God. Amen. Amen. So today you are saying to God that God, this business that I have begun, this small thing that I have started, if you will be with me, if you give me customers, faithful customers, people who not come and buy on credit and run away, that I will always have profit, then, Will I give a tenth of all that you give unto me? That is the covenant practice of giving and receiving. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 to 10. Jesus. It says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thine increase. So shall thy bands be filled with plenty. And thy presses shall burst out with new wine. I told you earlier that you remember God by honoring Him. And it says, Honor the Lord thy God with thy substance. And with the first fruit of all thine increase. And when you do that, that is not the end of it. He says, so shall thy bands be filled with plenty 
and the present shall burst out with new wine. Meaning there will be celebration. Says Anna the Lord. With your substance and with the first fruit of all your increase, so shall your bands be filled. Amen. 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 First Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. It says, Wherefore the Lord God said unto Israel, The Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that my house and the house of thy father shall walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, Be it far from me. For them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. So God delights in your honor. He says, When you honor me, I will honor you. But if you despise me, you will be lightly esteemed. Nobody will regard you. So when you honor God with your substance, He will honor you back with increase. And earlier I told you about the, the multiplication of God. That when he told man, when he blessed man, and he said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, and subdue the earth, his multiplication is not two times two fold. If you are alone and you are making thousands, when you become two, you make ten thousand. That is the multiplication of God. And he says, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest time, cold and heat, day and night will not cease. So as long as the earth remains and we are on this earth once you sow you will reap it. Once you give you will receive it. God is not a liar. He is not the son of man that he should change his mind. Whatever he says, he will do it. He said the word of God is yea and amen. To all his promises is yea and amen. 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 So the process of giving to God is an acknowledgement of your source of supply. So, when you bring your tenth to God, I am not saying when you pay your tithe. When you bring your tithe to God, it's your acknowledgement that God is the source of the blessing that you have. And God is the source of all that you have. Amen. Amen. If God grants you substance of any degree, he requires your, your, your honor. And he deserves that honor. God will never make a deposit where he cannot place a demand on. God will not give you anything when he knows that when he comes to ask that thing, you will not give it to him. He will not give it to you. 
Amen. Amen. And so when God is asking for your tithe, it is because he gave it to you. He is the source of it. And the last time Papa was explaining to us why we must pay tithe. Aside what is scripturally recorded, that the work that you get paid for, you are paid, you are being paid for your strength and your time. Your skill and your expertise. And so your strength and your time, a value, play, a premium is placed on it. And, and after you are done, they evaluate that and they pay you. God is the one that gave you the time. He is the one that gave you the strength. And so it is not out of place for him to request or demand for a tenth of it. It is obisa we muntu to sudu dua na ne kwan so ano no. And so honor God. Intifani die ma nyakopon. With your substance. E woni ode amawo. And with the first fruit of all your increase. Ene wade bia wo benya no emu so shall your bands be filled. Na eno na wade kradan mu ebeyema. So shall your bands be filled. E ho na wade kradan mu ebeyema. If you have enlarged your bands for it to be filled then you must honor God with your substance. And he will fill your bands for you. God is true to his words. He will fill your bands for you. Shall we be on our feet and put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Lift up your right hands towards heaven. Jesus. And begin to thank God for the word that you have heard. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank God for the word that you have heard this morning. Thank God. Thank God for the word that you have heard this morning. Say, Father, Father, I come before you today. I come before you today. I thank you. I thank you because you are God. Because you are God. And from everlasting to everlasting. And from everlasting to everlasting. You remain God. You remain God. All glory. All glory. Honor. Honor. And adoration. And adoration. To your name. To your name. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. I receive. I receive. The grace. The grace. To be positioned. To be positioned. For the blessing. For the blessing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father. Father. I come to you today. I come to you today. I thank you. I thank you. Because you are God. Because you are God and from everlasting to everlasting and from everlasting to everlasting you remain God you remain God all glory all glory honor 
honor and adoration, and adoration to your name, O Lord. To your name, O Lord. I receive, I receive the grace, the grace to be positioned, to be positioned for the blessing, for the blessing in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. I receive the grace, I receive the grace to be positioned, to be positioned for the blessing, for the blessing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. the Lord Jesus I thank you this morning I come to you to save me I receive you as my Lord and personal Savior I believe that you are the Son of God you came to die for me you rose again I believe in you I accept you into my heart as my Lord and personal Savior. Write my name in the book of life. I thank you for eternal life and for the salvation of my soul. Amen. 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 Put your hands together for the Lord.